That sounds like a fancy drink. It is my drink of choice, the ever ever popular ginger ale and whiskey. Sup, muchachos. Oh, look he who's here. Join us. Finally. On today's episode, Chris gets new toys, reactions to the Apple TV, and Donald Trump's favorite iPad hits stores. It's episode 25 of Magnificent. As usual, I'm Ian Fuchs, and I'm joined by MacTrash.com senior editor, Mr. Chris Hout, and the unofficial seventh member of Maroon 5, Mr. J. Glenn Kunzler. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Shouldn't we call them Maroon 7 at this point? It is Maroon 7. When, when you're in, included in the count, it's 7. Because there's six members of a Maroon 5. Yeah. I, or Moron 5 somebody, or whatever the hell they so, are. Somebody there wasn't good at math. Or they, they added a member, which is probably more likely that they, they stack someone onto the, the lineup late in the late in the game. So shouldn't they just drop the number like the Jackson 5 did? Just call themselves the Maroons? <laughs> well, there's probably a reason they're not called the Maroons. <laughs> what a Maroon! <laughs> I hope you're really excited to see them. Oh, I totally am. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've, I've listened to them before. I've been listening to a bunch of their stuff lately. It's actually pretty great. Mm. It, is, it is good music. Do you have the moves like Jagger? That's the important question. Oh, uh, we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that so means, I highly doubt I certainly it. hope it's good. For that much money, he better have. So what's, what's new otherwise with you guys? I don't know. It sounds like Glenn's been having all the fun. Oh, That's... basically all the drama. All the drama. So oh. much drama. I, I know Glenn's, Glenn's rethinking his facial hair. Um, I tried to get him to shave his head, but he would go for it. Yeah, you probably do need a haircut. If you're going to spindle the beard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut it back a little bit and even it out. Mohawk. Oh, God. <laughs> but like super long mohawk. So all the hair on your face and head would be right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> You would have, yeah, like, basically just... a split face. You could do, like, two-face. Just a thought. Don't put too much thought into that. You could put nair on one side of your face. It would burn it off, and you would be two-faced. I, I haven't had enough, uh, enough fireball to process this possibility just yet. <laughs> I'll check back with you about midnight. <laughs> Chris, what's new with you? Anything terribly oh, exciting? Nothing. I haven't got anything going on. You know me. I just Nothing, nothing happening. Um Nothing happening, no just, new toys, no, nah. nothing cool going on, just a super boring life. Yeah, just, you know, an Apple Watch, blah. You know, that's old stuff. You guys have had those for months, so I'm I'm late to the game on that. And finally got tired of my phone and threw it in the toilet, so I got a new one. You know, but other than that, nothing good. Nothing <laughs> good. <laughs> sure. Um, well, well, it's a little bit of foreshadowing to later in the episode. We have a couple really good questions dun, that, dun, were, uh, that were submitted by... The misses. Chris some Howard. chick, some chick that stalks me. Yeah, that lady who lives there. Every t- yeah, I know that. That's a stalker. That's dedication. When they live with you, you know they are dedicated. They're and what the, the hell? She does the dishes, so I let her hang around. There you go. Somebody's got to pay their way, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, she uh, she brings me, you know, beers and stuff. So that's a good thing. All right. I uh, I need one of those. <laughs> A beer, I mean. Ah. Not a person to bring me one. Uh, so, 
<laughs> I, I guess here we just have a, one of those weird segue moments. You, you said you got you got new toys. So <laughs> did they all say that? Uh, well, I don't know. If Sorry, you I wish somebody exactly stop like sending me texts while we're doing things. Um, Is that what that was? I didn't look at it. Yeah, I had a tap, um, on. Had a tap on the wrist. That's why both of us were laughing. My wrist, my wrist. Somebody tapped me on the wrist, and there was a message here from somebody. Um, you're going to have to. It, it's really to you, uh, Ian, not to me. But uh, but since I got tapped on the wrist, let's talk about that. I don't I don't have like you know a small a little person tapping me on the wrist when I get messages or anything. But you could. But I I could you know because I'm I'm just that rich and magnificent. But they get in the way you trip over them and stuff. So I said I got an Apple Watch, which uh, I got a hell of a deal on it. I love it. I uh, I just happened to see a tweet about somebody about Calboom.com. So I went and checked cow it out. Boom. Cow boom. It's like an exploding cow. Cowboom.com. <laughs> and they're actually a division of Best Buy. So they get, uh, they peddle all of Best Buy's returns and refurbished stuff. And okay. they have a hell of a selection of Apple Watches of all types and sizes. Um, so I got a nice little gold uh, Apple Watch with the uh, blue sport band. This, and this say, is the, say, the gold sport, right? Not the gold the, sport, yes. Not it's the, the aluminum. $10,000 gold. I, I wish I got the $10,000 gold for, $10, gold for the, this price, but I did not. But I still, I'm happy. I saved about 120 bucks, probably about 100 after shipping. Um, what do they go for? Three ninety nine. I think it isn't. Three ninety nine for the forty two millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for two eighty four plus shipping. I uh, I'm an impatient son of a bitch, so I just uh, paid a few extra bucks for three day shipping. And uh, it's beautiful. It looks like new. It's just somebody tried it a couple of days and returned it. Didn't like it, returned it, and now I benefited from it. And sure I freaking love it. Who? Um, probably was like, oh, I'm going to get the rose gold or the the gold one, and then decided they didn't like the gold. Yeah, he's probably some young pup. So us old guys dig the gold stuff. So so we got the gold, and uh, I absolutely love it. I uh, it's a whole different experience from the pebble watch I used to wear. I love the pebble, but this is more of a subtle thing. Uh, instead of a vibration on the wrist, there's little taps on the wrist to let you know you've got a a message or a, or some type of notification, and uh, just yes, it just, just tap, like tap, tap right there. Yeah, I like that. And uh, there's all sorts of things going on behind the scenes in these major podcasts like this. We'll have to share them with you someday. Um, the outtakes, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I dig it. I just I love I love the way it works. I love how it responds. Uh, I don't find it slow like some people seem to. Um, it does what I want it to, and uh, I'm digging it. And now my wife wants one, so I have to get her one. Of course, all is fair in marriage, right? All is fair. So, what what's your favorite thing so far, Ben? Just in general, like notifications, or is there an app that's really standing out? Or you know, really, as far as apps, I have. I mean, I haven't played with them. I, I mean, I've loaded them and screwed around with them, but for pretty much, it's notifications. It's. Uh, even I even dig taking phone calls on it. I can hear the speakerphone well enough, and I'm an old man. I'm hard of hearing, but I can still hear it. See, that's but, that's uh, been my only complaint. It's pretty great when you're in a room alone, but if there's much background, it pretty quickly devolves into a less than stellar experience. I feel. 
Yeah, I have taken all mine like at home and you know muted the TV and stuff when I call when somebody called me. But uh, it's been fun, and I, I like uh, I like doing uh, the navigation. You know, little taps on the wrist to turn left or right. That's great. So it, it's really, you know, I haven't explored half of it. I'm finally getting into the uh, checking my heartbeat all the time, and uh, we started taking walks again, so keeping track of the fitness and everything. That's kind of cool. And it is kind of like a video game, and you want to try to fill that circle up. Yeah. So, and it is actually getting me to stand up every hour and walk around. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if I lose any weight from it. Very good. Yeah, we went to, over the weekend, uh, we went to a hot dog and burger place uh, just up the road from us. And they're they're very, like, vintage, like, 50s. They have car shows every weekend in the summer. Mm. So very, like, old school, been there for a long time. And as I was waiting for our food to come up, the the cook brought one of our sandwiches over and put it on the tray and noticed my watch. And he was like, how do you like that? I was like, it's good. And he's like, what do you use it for? I was like, fitness, notifications, taking phone calls, stuff like that. And he was like, I want one exclusively so I can take phone calls in the kitchen. Because when he gets a call, <laughs> if he's got stuff on his hands, he doesn't want to pull his phone out of his pocket and fiddle yeah. with trying to answer it and whatever. And then he can't hold it. He's like, a lot of times it's just answering the phone really fast and you know, telling my wife, I'm going to be here late. Or, yes, you can do that. Or, don't do that. Or, buy or sell or whatever his phone calls are and and he was like i just want it for really quick phone calls and i was like it's it's exactly the device for that he's yeah like, oh, can you can, he's like can you hear it all right and so cj called my phone and we let it play and he was like oh that's that's pretty clear even with the fans and whatever the restaurant so he was certainly intrigued by it yeah it's definitely you know dick freaking tracy I love it. It's, you know, the whole radio watch on your phone like they had back in the... When I was a kid, I'd see cartoons or or science fiction stuff, and they'd be talking on their little wrist radio type things. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I I absolutely love it so far. It's great. It works great. I like uh, having it on the nightstand at night, and all I have to do is barely touch the night table, and it lights up so I can see what time it is. But, yeah, it's it's great so far. I uh, I need to get into the apps a little d- deeper, but so far so good. I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of good ones. <clears throat> yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep searching. I keep hoping. Um, but one of the things you did just mention was the having it on the nightstand. And I'll use this as an opportunity to really quickly segue into a rumor that came out today or a leak that came out today of the new purported dock for the Apple Watch. While it's not available and nothing's official until it is, um, what do you guys think of it? I think it looks great. I think the design's really, really clever. I like how the center pops out and adjusts to different angles. I'm not sure about the price. What? Yeah, 80 bucks seems a little steep. But if yeah. you think about it, all of the other solutions that are out there that require you to also have a cable are, are kind of hitting that ballpark unless you're getting the you know budget stuff off of off Amazon or something. But if you're going yeah, name true. brand, you're probably in it close to that at any rate. Yeah. Right. By the time you spend thirty dollars on the cable and another thirty or forty on the the dock, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. just as pricey. Yeah, luckily I found that the cable that came with it has been enough so far. I mean, I just have it. I bought a ten dollar aluminum dock off of Amazon. Holds the. Uh, the watch at the nightstand 
landscape mode and then uh, also has a place I can lay my phone in there and charge it. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's worked pretty well so far. But yeah, I mean, you know, when you consider how much is the the charging cable, what, thirty nine? I think I there's think there's one for thirty that's like the standard length and there's the long one, like the one that comes with the watch, mm-hmm. um, which is forty. So that's but the one thing that's weird about this dock, I believe it plugs in with lightning, correct? Yeah. That's yeah. Or at least that's the way it looks, which obviously reinforces Apple's push for lightning on everything. Um, but it does mean that if it doesn't come with a lightning cable, that's another lightning cable you got to go and invest in. Yeah. So. But don't we all have like thirty lightning cables there? I not everybody does. A lot of us do. Um. But yeah, one one thing I thought was interesting about it when when you sent us the link was it reminds me of the Blue Lounge. I think it's Costa, K-O-S-T-A. And it's Blue Lounge makes all kinds of little docks and accessories and stuff that are very simple solutions to little problems that you might have with iOS devices or computers or whatever. And it is almost the same concept where it's a flat little thing and the, the centerpiece will flip up for nightstand mode or you can lay it down flat. The only difference is that the Costa requires you use your your own cable versus this has the built-in cable. Mm-hmm. So I did I did find that kind of interesting. And I also find it interesting that they're, I think I said this to you guys, that it looks kind of like the old uh, airport base station. Yeah, it the does. Little, the little partially domed, although I don't think this is nearly as domed, but a little puck, that like a circular puck that kind of... Yeah, uh, yeah, I can definitely it, see the resemblance. Yeah, it actually reminds me of the, uh, like when you play air hockey. Oh, yeah. Uh, not the puck itself, but your... The little paddle. The paddle. Paddle, yeah. there you go, the paddle. I find it interesting they don't include a power a power adapter, apparently. They don't include... Oh, the little, bo- the little block? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're assuming that somebody who's buying this already is going to use the one that came with their watch? Did the That's watch true. come with one? That's true. Yeah, mine did. Okay. I couldn't remember. I don't remember what came in the box for mine. I think you're right, though. So, I was surprised by the size of the box. The the long, skinny. Yeah, long. And it's skinny. huge, I mean, right? Yeah, I was. That's, I was when it arrived. I was like, "Whoa!" That is only for the sport model that it comes in the long, skinny box. Um, the the stainless steel model comes in like a rectangular. Yeah, oh, yeah. More like a watch-shaped box. And can't you actually use it as a charging? Docker. Is it, ha- it, just it has a the... little. I think that one you have to physically modify. You have to cut a little hole and run the USB cable through it. The one that comes with the addition is a, a built-in, a built-in yeah. stand. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to a watch, <laughs> um, you want to tell us about your your other new toy? Yeah, I mean Mulva. Mulva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, last Wednesday, I uh, I went to the restroom as as men do, and uh, I think all people do. But okay, well, continue. But men usually do it standing. Not me. Uh, guess, uh, well, okay, Glenn doesn't stand while he pees. We've established. It. Okay, um, some people like to rest. I don't know. Um, anyway, I always take a break. What what do women do sitting down? What do men do on two legs? And what do dogs do on three legs? Shake hands. But 
in this case, I wasn't shaking hands. I was uh, taking a leak. And I had already flushed and turned away from the toilet to walk over to, of course, wash my hands. Uh And I had, it was a little chilly in the house, so I had a sweatshirt on, a zip-up sweatshirt that had pockets. I had my phone in it. And as I turned away from the toilet, I heard, blunk. And, of course, my first word in my mouth was, fuck. And I looked down, and there was my phone floating in there. Uh, be it clean water because it had been flushed. So I grabbed it, took it out, shaked it out, dried it off, tried to dry it as much as possible, and it seemed to work at first. And then suddenly Siri began just popping up left and right asking me if she could help me. And when I did push the home button, nothing worked. And so... And Maybe I was, you should have been Siri how you, asking Siri how you could help her at that point. Yeah, how the hell can I dry this phone out, Siri? <laughs> So I began the quest of local T-Mobile locations to try to find a phone. Finally found a 64-gigabyte iPhone 6S Plus that was, say it with me, rose gold. Rose gold, of course. (laughs) And that was the only one that was in the whole area. Everyone's favorite color. Yes. And so I told him to hold it for me. I'd be there later. We went, and actually, it's not as pink as I thought it would be. No. But that still hasn't stopped me from naming it Mulva. Uh, For those of you who don't know what Mulva is, just do a binge watch of Seinfeld episodes. You'll eventually get there. I'll find the the clip, and I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? There you go. Good, good. Mulva, Lavoris... Dolores, Mulva, it all adds up. But uh, so I am now the proud owner of my Mulva. And actually, I'm kind of digging it. Not so much the color. It's okay. I usually have it in a case anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And really, it's no big deal. I just, if I wanted a gold color, I would have went for regular gold to match the watch. But um, I'm loving it. I like. I love the 3D touch. 3D Touch, I use it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, the thing is so fast. Um, touch ID, I can't turn on the, I can't wake up the phone by hitting the home button without it immediately going, unlocking and going into the home screen. I can't even see what was, you know, what the, uh, my notifications were. Just so lightning started, fast, right? Almost yeah. too fast. Yeah, I know, because you just see a flash of what was on on the notification screen, and some of those notifications don't actually show when you pull down from the top. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I've started turning it on by using the power button each time, or you know, waking up. But uh, I, I actually, and it's great for a lot of the apps now use Touch ID to to do your password or to unlock things. So it's very a lot faster than the six six plus was. Um, the processor is great; everything hums right along. But yeah, the 3D Touch, I'm really digging it. And and now I'm to the point where I use certain apps that don't have 3D Touch. And I start thinking, why don't they use 3D Touch for this or for this? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really liking it. And it's another, it's another one. I'm going to have to get the wife in one because she lusts after the 6 Plus now, 6S Plus. I will say 3D Touch, once you start getting used to it, going to not only just apps that don't use it and and expecting them to use it, but Mm -hmm. what I've run into lately is I've been trying to use my iPad more um, because I spent (laughs) money on it. And 
so I figure I might as well use it. And I am constantly trying to replicate things that I do on my phone with 3D Touch on uh-huh. the iPad, and then you start getting those like weird color lines that come out of it as you press too hard into <laughs> the screen, and you're actually pressing, like, down. pressing, pressing into the LEDs it? a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, uh, I need to stop doing that. But once you, it's one of those things, just like Touch ID, when you go from a device with Touch ID to a device without, like when mm-hmm. I went from my iPhone 6 to my uh, old iPad, I was constantly like, where is the 3D, or where is the Touch ID? Why is it not here? Once you get used to these things, it just becomes force of habit that you expect them everywhere. And yeah. when they're missing, you just don't know how to cope. Exactly. Uh, and the good news is I did find the Seinfeld clip. So oh, that, good, that will good, be in the show notes yes. to explain the name. Wow, you're good. It's already there. That's great. I'm, I'm really good at this internet thing. So moving along to other new things that have been acquired by members of this group. Uh, I will be the, the holdout that does not have this yet. But the Apple TV, now that we've all had some time or you've all had some time to play with it. Uh, thoughts? Questions, comments, concerns? I definitely want folders. As I add more and more apps, I need folders. And I really wish they'd get their ass in the gear and get that remote app for uh, for the iPhone. I miss that from the old Apple TV. Yeah, those those are my two, really only two complaints too, is first the um, the, the remote app, because I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Although I think part of the reason they didn't do it um, and if they do do it, it might be exclusive to, you know, like the 6S and the 6S Plus, is there's not quite enough dimensions of touch on the iPhone screen to mimic the trackpad and everything else. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I suspect there's probably a functional reason why they didn't do it or haven't done it yet. Um, also, I think the voice control needs quite a bit more work. There's still a lot of things that it doesn't do well, and there's still something, a lot of things that it can't find, especially things that aren't already built into the App Store. Like, it can't make an internet query very well. There's a lot of things that trip it up at this point, but I feel like that's going to continue to involve and improve as well. Yeah, it's definitely version one. I mean, six months from now, there's going to be a whole lot, whole lot of stuff that we don't like that's going to be fixed, I would guess, anyway. As far as apps, I'd... I'm digging what I'm seeing so far. Some of the games are great. Um, I haven't really come across a bad Apple TV app yet. Come across some that are kind of like, eh, but not horrible. Most of the games I've tried have been have been pretty great. The uh, the the Siri remote uh, works roads, amazingly well. The multiplayer on Crossy Roads is way good. Yeah. Uh, have Have you guys used it at all as a TV replacement for anything anything beyond Netflix? Oh, absolutely. Plex is my favorite. And I love having a native Plex app now available on the Apple TV. Um, For those of you that aren't familiar with Plex does, it basically turns your Mac into a mini media server. So you store all your movies on, on the Mac. You run the host application. It catalogs all your movies. It collects information from like the IMDB database and a few other sources. And then you can stream those movies from any other device that has a Plex client available. Um, th- having that on the Apple TV has been pretty huge for me because um, previously there's been a lot of a lot of my content that I just can't really access. Sure. 
Well, and the cool thing about Plex is that if, if a video goes in as one type of format, Plex will do the transcoding on the fly, basically. Right. To make it compatible with whatever device is receiving it. Yeah, I can handle just about anything you throw at it. It's great. Yep. Going back for games for a moment, I, I've actually I've, I've come across a couple that have made good use of both the Apple TV and iPhone along with it for some of the games. Like second screen type stuff? Um, well, the one I've gotten, I was, I was thinking right off the top of my head is called Trivia Night. And it's a multiplayer trivia quiz. And you can have up to four players. They have to have iPhones. And they answer the questions. They see the questions on on the iPhone and on the screen, and they answer them from the iPhone. And then it keeps track score and, and, and all that, which it's it's kind of, it, it's it reminds me a lot of a game I used to play years ago that actually had four controllers and you had buttons to push to answer these trivia questions on the computer. But it's, it's just kind of great. And it actually is very responsive. And they don't even have to, uh, you don't have to worry about connecting the, you know, syncing there or anything that the game handles everything it's great oh, that's um, lovely yeah it's great it's like a dollar 99 and then the app for the for the iphone is free another one is uh called uh what's it called movie elect if you have a group of people that can't decide what they want to see everybody picks a movie off their iphone or, or just kind of swipes through and picks movie cards and kind of throws them to the Apple TV, and then the Apple TV decides which movie and can show you then, uh, you know, where it's available and, and where you can watch it from. So it's Tinder for movies on your TV. Yeah, kind of. So if you swipe <laughs> up instead of swiping left or right, but uh, swipe, just kind swiping of left and right would be better. Like yes, no, yes, yes, no. Yeah, that would be good. But uh, that, that way, you, can, you know, just kind of elect a movie is what they call it. But so you know, there's there's been little quirky apps like that that I've kind of gotten a kick out of. And it's kind of interesting to see what the developers are doing and, and how they're approaching it. I'm I'm looking forward to getting mine someday, if I'm lucky. You're going to like it. I, I'm sure I will. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, we, we talked, uh, what, two months ago probably about us cutting cable. And my biggest holdup was this whole tv experience and it's still not any better and i still i cannot figure out why these tv channel companies haven't figured out hey we can do this thing and offer content to more people if we just decouple it from comcast mm -hmm. and and so that's been my big one of my biggest reasons for holding off on it although i did hear a great idea i don't remember what podcast it was on but something i was listening to in the last week or so they basically suggested if you have Comcast for internet and you want to do the streaming thing, get whatever the lowest level cable package is. Usually it's like $10 added onto your internet package. Gives and you get you like, all the local channels, Gives right? you all the local channels and a handful of other things. Not a whole lot of other stuff, but a handful of you know, the local stuff. And it's enough that it gives you the cable login. So then you can download the NBC and ABC and CBS hmm. and CW and Fox apps. And watch the local channels, and then you sign up for something like uh, Sling TV, which then gives you access to ESPN. And it's like if you watch sports, you have all that covered. You get, you know, TBS and Food Network and whatever with the the Sling stuff. You get all your local channels. You can stream it, and and only tack like ten dollars onto your internet bill. 
and you don't even have to get the little receiver box for your house or pay extra for multiple receivers if you have the Apple TVs. So I think that's the route we're going. You know, we already have signed up for all the streaming services. All I have to do is cancel Dish and sign up for this Comcast TV. I I had the idea to do that Sunday morning. I got up early and I was paying bills and stuff and look at the cable bill and went, screw this, I'm calling them. So I was going to cancel my phone. Going to cancel all the extra packages, and as soon as they heard that, they sent me to retention. And of course, <laughs> I am now the proud owner of a cable bill that's about fifty percent less than it was. Wow! Good, paying half of what I used to for the next year. Yeah, they're really aggressive. Yeah, I mean, they were when he told me, "Well, what if we you kept everything you've got and you paid this a month?" I went, you can do that. Okay, you got me for another year. I mean, because otherwise I have to sign up for HBO. I have to sign up for Showtime. Right. I have to do this. You know, and it's just like the convenience was worth it. Because so you don't have to go sign into all this other stuff again or fiddle with yeah, all of that. Yeah, it's like, I don't have to do Yeah, you know, so, okay, great. You got me for another year. We'll talk again next December. Yeah. And that was that was part <laughs> of our thing, too, is when, when I started looking at it, I called, we have Dish for TV and AT&T for Internet. So I called Dish right away, and I was like, I I'm, I'm think I'm going to go to streaming for everything. So if I can just like get rid of all of this and send you your stuff back. And they were like, no, no, hang on, hang on. Your bill's a hundred dollars. How, how does 65 sound? Yeah. I was and like, we'll send you a pizza every Friday. How's that? <laughs> like $65 sounds like less than a hundred. You have me. And I, their, their deal was for five months. And I was like, yeah. you have me for five months, which gets me through football season. And then we'll talk again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy I talked to at, at uh, charter, he was like, you know what? Just next year, as soon as the, you see the bill goes up, check it online. Make sure you keep track. As soon as you do, call that 800 number again and just say the magic words, I want to talk to retention. They have to put you through. Huh. He says, well, do it again. Okay. Look at that magic. It, it, it's <laughs> it's silly we have to go through this game like, every year, though. Why, why not? And that's what I said to the guy at Dish. I was like, why why do I have to go through this hassle? Like, this is inconveniencing you. It's adding work to you. And he's like, this is what keeps me employed. Yeah. <laughs> it was job. like... Fair enough. You have a job. You take 20 minutes out of my day, and that's. that's and I it. save $50 a month. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that counts for something. Silly. So moving on from from Apple TV, uh, there is a new another new Apple device that I don't think any of us own. Nope. I'm hoping to, after Christmas, T-Mobile's going to have a. A deal. deal like I got on my iPad Air two years ago, and I just paid it off. So, time to go back in debt for that. Um, but, but as yet, not. In, not yet. in the words of Donald Trump, it's huge, and uh, <laughs> it is. It's the new iPad Pro. And Has anybody seen one live? Yes. Oh, yes. It. They are pretty beautiful. Um, it, it's so it, huge. It, it is. Um, you, you got You have to think of it a little bit different way, or at least I've been thinking of it a lot different way than a lot of Apple's previous devices. When when I look at the iPad Pro, I really don't see an iPad. What I see is a different type of computer, right? I, I look at something that I'm going to think of and use and attribute more like I would a MacBook than I would an iPad something that's kind of inherently a little bit more useful and more capable for a lot of tasks due to the size, um, something that's certainly designed for a different audience than the typical iPad. 
but man, it's it's pretty pretty incredible. Just just to look at it and see that much screen service right there in front of you that you can handle, that you can use in a variety of ways, that you can dock to a keyboard. Um, I think the best part, though, the part that's had me the most impressed so far is the pencil. The pencil is incredible. And you were, I have you never were able seen... to see one and try it out in person. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've... that was a huge thing was that the pencils were fairly scarce. I've As never a... seen a digital stylus work with so much precision and zero lag. It literally feels like you're writing directly on the screen. It does a great job of mimicking the feedback of an actual writing instrument. So it's not just slick and slipping all over the screen because there's no friction. Sure. They've really thought everything through phenomenally well. And the pressure sensitivity is absolutely incredible it feels so much like you're using an actual pen or pencil interesting you know i i I keep trying to figure out how i can justify wanting one and and like i said earlier you know i've been trying to use my ipad more part of the reason i've been trying to use my ipad more is because i want to see could i make the case for doing more work on an ipad if so then the ipad pro probably makes more sense than the iPad Air 2, not that the iPad Air 2 is not a great device, but it's just not quite big enough to really do two tasks at the same time. I'm pretty seriously considering ditching my Air 2 and going for a Pro. I really am. But you also use your iPad a lot more for watching video, do you not? Oh, yes. So it's going to be great for that. Um, I also do a lot of comics, which are always better with a little bit bigger page size. Sure. Um, oh, the Pro would be great for that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, all all of the things that I'm currently doing on my Air 2 would be a better experience on the Pro. Yeah, I'm thinking the Pro, especially with the keyboard uh, case and everything, I think it would be finally something you could do word processing on, uh, yeah. even do posts through a WordPress site, things like that. You know, I could actually maybe... I mean, my MacBook Pro is a 2011 model, so it's five years old almost, um, and it's it's getting long in the tooth. So it's time to start thinking about getting another one. Could, could I keep that and, and go with the Pro and and maybe you know put a lot of the work off onto it? Well, I'm sure you guys both, if you haven't read through Federico Vitici's review of the iPad Pro or don't know anything about him, uh, he he basically has switched for the last year, year and a half. To almost exclusively iPad for everything and some of the workflows he's built and stuff like that to help him post and I don't, I don't think his site runs on WordPress but whatever platform he's yeah. using for it now he has scripts that upload images to his to his CDN he has little nice. workflows that prep the story and get everything ready that can insert images and the, and the important thing to remember about that though is that well, while someone like Federico Vitici can use an iPad like that, most people aren't going to have the commitment to oh, no, no. building you... the necessary workflow mechanics to or, make that or the feasible. Patience. And, and you have to have a, an – like he has Python programming experience, so he's done, yeah. he, right. he's done a lot of stuff with Python and, and using that to help 
build somebody's workflow. So I'm not saying you've that, got to do a whole lot of tap dancing to make that work well. Right. I'm not saying that everybody should be able to go out and, and do that. I'm more yeah. so saying here's a, a a possibility. Here's somebody who's doing this type of thing. And, and the iPad pro can make it a little more possible for less experienced users to possibly move a lot of their workflow off to a tablet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. I expect I'll be able to do a lot more there, you know, with a pro that I haven't been able to do with the, the air, or it's just been inconvenient to do. What, uh, what I'm really screen excited size about, wise. You, you finally got a screen on an iPad that's, that's large enough that I can feel comfortable remote accessing my Mac at home. Mm, yeah. For things that I, you know, don't use an iPad for or can't use an iPad for and still having a pretty good experience, not having to deal with constraints or apps that are mostly designed for a MacBook screen or something of that nature. I still don't like the idea of having you still have to rely on a Mac to remote into, though. Like right. for me, if I'm if I want to take a device like an iPad and I want to make it my main device and, and I, I think I, I discussed this when I did my experiment with trying to use the iPad as my main computer for a week. I could do all the things that I needed to do, but so much of it required me to remote in that it just didn't make sense. It was yeah. it was so much more effective to do it on a computer. Right. And yeah, there's probably only 15 to uh, to 20% of things I need to do that I'd actually even consider remoting right. in for. So so if if you can reduce the number of those things, then the iPad Pro makes perfect sense because it's now a a replacement for a laptop. And I've I've been trying to figure out, and I know there's some other podcasters who have figured this out, how can I make the iPad my method for doing the podcast? And the biggest hurdle right now is how do I record me and hear you guys and and make those discrete tracks in yep. in a recording software because there's no audio interface in an, in an iPad like there is on a Mac so that I can record different things. And if, if I could do that, I, I would actually use my iPad for the entire podcast experience because when i go to publish the show notes and and do everything else other than you know actually editing the podcast and and uploading it i do all of the the show notes and everything on on my ipad Mm. so i mean i do all that typing i do the upload i have i use editorial to post i have a i use basically a copy of federico's script modified it to work for for our site and i i post it through that and so all that stuff still works just great, and it's it's nice. It's a nice screen. I can easily do it, you know, sitting at my desk or laying in bed or sitting on the toilet, wherever I want to work on, on show notes. There it is. You you don't do the show notes from the toilet, do you? Because that'd be a little weird. Um, did I say that? I don't remember <laughs> if I said that. <laughs> Nobody uses their device on the toilet, no, do that's they? That's gross. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if, if if I had a job that was more focused on writing and less on all the other stuff that I have to do in my real job, I would totally use an iPad for more stuff. So I think for for some people it will certainly work. You know, for Chris, writing stuff on MacTrast, definitely an iPad could work for, for a lot of that. Yeah, an iPad Pro would be perfect. I think I'd have enough screen space. That's the only, I mean, I've actually... I have actually posted on MacTrust using just the iPad and a keyboard cover. Um, 
when I've had to go somewhere to have my car worked on or whatever, I'm waiting for something middle of the day and it works okay. And except the screen's just a little small to, to really give a lot of workspace the way WordPress's uh, editing functions are set up or editing screen set up. So uh, more space, I would love it. I'm still definitely crippled by tradition. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Um, if I feel like I, I want to do serious work or if I'm going to go through news topics or if I'm going to try to put together a project, I like to have my two or three screens. I like to have four or five things going on at once. It makes me feel like I can get more done more quickly. Yes. But I also think there's a certain generation of, of users that will think very differently about that. We we all are of, of the age. Well, Chris is a dinosaur. Glenn and I are of the I'm age, at the age that, of two K and sixteen K. Right. And and you used to do your homework on paper. Um, yeah. And and we used, you know, uh pens and paper and, and pencils and, and chisels and tablets. And our and our and our cameras had film in them. Yeah. And we had to wait a week, drop them off that little place out in the middle of the, the mall parking lot. There was a little house out there you would drop stuff off. Exactly. It was scary. You didn't know who would come back, you didn't know what they would look like. <laughs> But yeah, Glenn and I are of the age, and we're all of the age now, where we've grown up with the ability to do stuff on computers. So the idea of doing that stuff on a tablet just isn't where you automatically think. And I, I've had it, especially lately, where I, I grab my computer to go, you know, look at look something up online really quick, and or do online shopping, and I'm like, I could do this on an iPad, and it would be probably oh, yeah. just as good of an experience. I could probably download an app even and do it on my iPad, but my brain isn't wired because of, you know, repetitive, you know, use of a computer for stuff. It's not necessarily wired to think, grab the iPad. It just instinctively goes for the computer. So I think part yeah, of it you're is just, you're, you're trained to do right, that. Right. So basically. part of it's kind of a retraining and retooling of your brain to think, Hey, I should use the iPad for this stuff. And it's the same idea as using Siri for stuff. So often I want to look up something super simple, like, the score of the Bengals game last night, which was 10 to six. They're finally not undefeated. Sad day. Um, <laughs> but instead of going to my phone and typing Bengals score you know, or whatever and having Google come back and tell me, I could have just asked Siri, but my brain doesn't. And you don't even have like to that. touch anything, right? Scream it out. Hey, Siri, what was the Bengals score? Right, exactly. And then it, it would jump up and say, oh, the Bengals lost to the, the Texans. 10 to 6. And... Yeah, I, I still, I mean, I check scores on my iPhone, but I do it through the ESPN app. Exactly. You just I, I don't even think about asking Siri. I mean, when you just said that, I'm like, jeez. So that was, doing that. that was something I was going to bring up earlier with, with the Apple Watch, too. Do you yeah, guys... I, I almost never realized that Siri is there on my wrist. It is so convenient. And, and I didn't realize this until mm -hmm. I listened to um, the Dalrymple Report, Jim, Jim Dalrymple's podcast with Merlin Mann. And last week or the week Fantastic before... Fantastic podcast, by the is, way. It is Props a, to that. Yeah, that's great. Very good podcast. And and Jim said something about uh, he was with his parents, and I didn't realize that you didn't have to hold your watch up to your face. And he was saying that you could just have it like down at your side, like when you're sitting at your desk. You could just say it, and it would respond. I had no idea how far from your face your watch could be and still work. Mm-hmm. Because... That actually responds a little better, even. Because I don't... I, I, I don't instinctively use my my watch or my phone for Siri, uh, with the exception of if I want to set a timer when I'm cooking, I will always use my watch because being able to just flip my wrist over and say, 
you know, hey, lady, set a timer for six minutes or eight minutes or whatever it is and have her do it right away is so convenient. I still raise it close to my face every single time because I want to feel like I'm like Dick in Tracy. Starfleet Academy or something, yeah. right? Because we're all Dick Tracy on the inside. Uh, but yeah, my, my point with that was it, it, Siri, just like the iPad, is one of those things that we're just not used to. And we have to kind of relearn that. We, we never want to end up like that grandpa that just doesn't get it in, you know, 20 or 30 years, right? Right. What are you insinuating? <laughs> I have an Apple Watch and an iPhone and a Mac and an Apple TV. It's not bad for an old fart of 56. Hmm. And I actually know how to use most of it. I have a young wife, so she helps. Uh, so... Should we, uh, we, we have, we have a special segment of Ask Magnificent this week. Should we, should we jump onto that? I think we should. Cool. Um, so I have, I'm going to call it three, but it's really two people asked questions and one of them asked kind of a, a serious question and a less serious question. Uh, the first is from, uh, at John Dash Paul on Twitter. And he says, do you think iOS 10 or a future update will include animated emojis. Could be fun. Uh, and I just want to grab your thoughts quick on that and, and see what you guys think. Probably. I mean, they've already brought those to the watch. I don't see why not. It seems like the next logical step. And, you know, it'll. the more emojis you add, the more people will actually upgrade to iOS 10. Isn't that sad that that's, that's, that's where we are as a society that... I know. Security features, <laughs> added functionality, who cares? But yeah, iOS, 10, iOS 10 could, could cure cancer. But and it, all people want to know. But does it have, you know, a, a chimichanga emoji? A birth, yeah, yeah, our birthday cake emoji. Or how about double middle fingers? Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. It, it's the face with the middle finger now instead of just the middle finger. Yeah, you know, you know sticking his tongue out at you while it flips you off. Yeah, exactly. The important shit in life. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope it, I want to say it, I really hope it does because certain platforms do it. I mean, we talked about how Facebook is using some different kind of animated emoji things, stickers, I guess mm -hmm. they call them. And yeah. I know Skype uses animated emojis and, and stuff like that. So yes, I would like to see it because I do think it adds another element of kind of realness to them. But at the same time, I don't want my conversations to be filled with little movements and stuff like that because it does get distracting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, I do think it's probably likely that we'll see it in the future. Um, I also think that in the future we'll see the digital touch, like on the watch where you can draw and tap and whatever. I think we'll see that on the iPhone um, or some version of that that you can enable so you can send little sketches to your friends. Um yeah, it seems like a. Seems like, I'm surprised they don't do it already. I, I am too. Um, the uh, the other pair of questions come from a JulieBug0859 on Twitter. I believe hmm. you may know her, Chris. Um, biblically. Biblically, perfect. <laughs> uh, and and she says, "How do you choose just one blooper for every episode?" And what she really <laughs> means here is. It, at the end of every episode, after the theme music, and for those of you who haven't ever listened after the little theme song, a lot of times there's a little snippet at the end, 
of of something that happened before the show or just after the show or one of us says something stupid. <laughs> it's typically Chris who says something dumb. Typically, yeah. And and so she says, "How do you choose just one?" Uh actually, it's really hard sometimes because I'll go through when I edit and I'll pull out two or three good <laughs> things and I'll throw them at the end. And then it really comes down to which one is the best without any context of what we were talking about. And if there are multiples, which one made me laugh harder the first time I listened to it? Well, that's called an embarrassment of riches. And and so... I, I think it's the technical yes. term. So it's... Uh, there, and there have been... I think there's one episode where I actually took a blooper from the previous week. Because surprisingly, there wasn't a good blooper at the end. To use out of the episode, I don't know. I I must not have been recording or something, so we didn't get something captured. That may have been the week I stayed sober, and and so it was like, oh well, at the end, I'll just throw something on, and I grab something from a previous week. Uh, I've also had episodes uh, where I thought something was really good, tagged to use at the beginning of the end, and then was asked not to use it. So, I would like the record to show. I don't think I've ever asked that. I, I didn't say it was you. I am fully up for embarrassing myself as much as possible if it is for the betterment of the podcast. That's right. Uh, I Yeah, I, I, it was totally me. And that's cool. It, <laughs> and it was I, I and it was it was completely right of you to say, I'd rather not have that yeah. on there, but it was super funny. We all have <laughs> yeah. And maybe one day we'll have a, a B sides episode of just bloopers and maybe that'll make the cut. I think it would be an excellent year-end episode. There we go. <laughs> there you go. That'd be great. I, I think it's something that we should uh, definitely uh, put together. You have all the tape. I do have I most just, of the tape, but it's true. Yeah. I think, uh, what, what was the lady's name that asked these questions? Uh, Julie, Julie Bug. Bug? <laughs> yes. um, I believe her question, at least that second one, probably, or well, uh, the, the one about, how do you narrow it down to just one F up um, <laughs> is probably from her experience living with me for the past three years. Uh, that's um, the one. She spends a lot of her time rolling her eyes and giggling, which I'm hoping is a good thing. So uh, that's probably where the question comes from. And it's, it's a, it's a valid question and it is a valid question. It's, it's sometimes hard to choose, but, Hard decisions have to be made, and the, well, you're a professional and, and you can do that. That's right. I, I, that's why they pay me the big bucks. By that's that, right. I and, mean I don't get paid anything. And kids, we are professionals. Don't try this at home. Uh, Mainly because if you do it at home and you're not on the internet, nobody will hear it anyway. Right. Uh, she does have another question. Uh, she says, on a serious Holy note, what shit. is? I know she's just taking up all the questions. She's monopolizing her time. She says, on a serious note, what is your favorite thing about owning an Apple Watch? Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, or you did at least, Chris. Uh, but if you could pick one thing, just really quick, what is your favorite thing? The fact that Julie Bug is entirely envious of it and wants one desperately. Perfect. Glenn, what's your favorite thing? Fitness. Uh, up up to almost 50 pounds now of weight loss, mostly due to assistance from the Apple Watch, and it's very, very good gamification. Imagine how much more weight you'll lose after the hair comes off and the beard comes off. That's oh Lord! Very true. <laughs> um, for for me, it's it's the discrete notifications uh, and fitness. I don't know which I like more or less than the other, but it's definitely one of those two. And 
I mean, yeah, it's a lot for notifications. You know, four hundred dollars to get notifications that you're already getting on your phone, but it is so convenient. But they're so damn cool. I mean, it's just like a excuse. It's like a a, a general tap on your wrist. You know, excuse me. Exactly. Uh, uh, could you could just look this way just a moment? You know, it's not like the the phone goes you know or something like that, or the Pebble Watch went. Meh. I mean, it's, it's just a general. Uh, if if you have a moment, it's sir, quiet. Could you it's subtle? Look this way? It's polite. Why don't yes. you do all our sound effects, Chris? Meh. <laughs> and I'm, I, as a person, as you know, as a gentleman, am all about being subtle and uh-huh. classy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, one of, the, I'm right. one of the classiest f***ers that ever walked here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can ask Julie about it. We, she'll back we, me up we, on we that, I'm sure. We can't bleep that because it shows exactly how classy he is. <laughs> we can bleep part of it. It's fine. They're adults. They'll figure it out. That's right. And if they can't figure it out, they can ask their kids. They'll tell them what I said. That's exactly it. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we, we go too long in this, this episode. Uh, before? Before. We're already there. <laughs> uh, let's, Which podcast have you been listening to? Let's just roll on to the something of the week. And, uh, and real quick, tell me about something awesome that you... Oh, my gosh. I'm ringing. Uh, tell me about something awesome that you've discovered this past week. Okay. I'll go first. Um, Saturday morning before I got my pants on, I got a package um, called the Swan one smart home control kit. And uh, it's a a really cool little kit that you set up for your house that uh, you can do. Jeez. Talk about remote control or controlling a smart house. It uh, it has a 720p HD camera that can detect motion. You can view it remotely via an iPhone. Uh, you can automatically record footage. You can use it to turn on and off appliances or lights. Uh, it also monitors your energy usage. Um, you can set it so it'll give you an alert if it hears a glass, or, you know, your glass break or a window break, or even if your baby cries. Um, you can monitor it all from home, inside the home or outside. You know, you can be a thousand miles away and still do it. Uh, it even has little uh, sensors for your windows and your doors, sliding doors and stuff. So it's just an all-in-one home security and smart home control package. And you can also add little modules to it to expand it. You can sign up for the Smart One service where they'll, you know, monitor your house like ADT does. Um I have yet to be able to set it up yet. I haven't had time. I just got it on Saturday, but hopefully I'll have uh, more information about it next week. I'm hoping to set it up tonight, uh, tonight or tomorrow night. So uh, it's a great little thing. It's from Smart uh, Swan One. Uh, we'll include the link in the show notes, and of course there'll be a review on MacTrash.com. There you go, Mr. Glenn. Real quick, what's your? Uh... Mine is called the Tardisk Pair. It's a really cool concept that uses your MacBook's SD card slot to expand your storage, um, which might sound like it's already been done before. But the TARDISK pair does it in a really, really interesting way by using software to make it something of a makeshift fusion drive. So it acts like a native expansion of the SSD that's already built into your MacBook. Um, it's that's part of what makes it unique part of what makes it so cool certainly a very very interesting concept um i don't i don't know what the pricing looks like on it but uh 
it's certainly an interesting an interesting idea something that i'll be taking a further look at very nice and do you know does it it doesn't require a an ssd inside the computer right it can work for the spinning drive also so like say for example the 21 inch the new 21 inch retina imac which has a I'm, i'm not sure that they actually make it for the imac yet um right now they all seem to be form fitted for the retina macbooks it it's it's still uses the sd card slot which i assume it would also work on the the imax though well i don't know though because it is it is form fitted because each of the slots are a little bit different depth yeah it looks oh. pretty pretty low profile to i see i see blend in hmm. interesting um so my something is an app called iMachine 2, which is a featured app right now on the App Store. It is $4.99, and essentially what it, it does is it, it turns your iPad or iPhone or iPod Touch or whatever device you're using into a MIDI uh, synth pad, which is popular in house music and a lot of rock music now is using it for loops and effects and stuff like that. And the idea that you basically get programmable uh, 16 programmable buttons that all produce different sounds connected to an external uh, audio source or whatever, and you can both uh, ad hoc play sounds or you can uh, actually program in loops and so you could have a, a rhythm or whatever that plays and you can make adjustments to and mute different channels. Um, and it was, it was like I said, it was an app of the week that they were promoting on, on the App Store. I downloaded it and I've really enjoyed it. I've, you know, when I want to kill... 20 or 30 minutes I plug in headphones to my iPad and I'm laying down in bed and I, I just want to tinker around and and be musical which I, I enjoy doing on occasion uh, I've made some fun little loops and made some little beats and then I I dream of how I could be a, a huge rock star or something <laughs> I don't think that's actually true uh, but if you're if you're into MIDI and music producing and stuff like that it's a cool app, and you and you can use it. You can actually record your own sound effects and use those within the loops. So if you wanted to record, you know, a guitar riff and have it loop, you could do that. Uh, there are other iPhone apps out there that do the same kind of thing with loops, but then this adds the element of now you can customize and synthesize that loop. So it's a fun Very app. Good. Sounds cool. For, for five bucks, uh, if you're at all musically inclined, it's it's pretty good. Um, anything else exciting before we, uh, call it a wrap? I'm like dying of hunger here. Yeah, me too. Salisbury steak night. Ooh. Mm. Surprised I lasted this long. That's... And Julie Bug makes great Salisbury steak. I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the drive. Surprisingly, it's very good. And with that, you can find the show notes for this episode at magnificentpodcast.com slash 25. That's 2-5. You can tweet us your questions, as did John Dash Paul and the Julie Bug, uh, to the, the Twitter name at MagnificentFM, or with the hashtag AskMagnificent. That populates a nice little uh, Google Doc spreadsheet that, uh, that we can use to, to answer your questions on air. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, feel free to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It helps us know you care, and it helps iTunes know that 
we're still here and that people like us, which is always super awesome. Um, as usual, my thanks to Chris and Glenn for being here. And if, thanks for having us. If people care Indeed. to find you guys on the internet, where would you prefer they look? If they really care, oh. if they really care. I'm on MacTress.com and at CL Halk on the Twitter machine. And those are the two places I usually hang out the most. I am mostly on the Twitter machine at the Glenja. And occasionally at a liquor store stocking up on the fireball. Um, occasionally. And then he hangs out on Twitter. <laughs> and then he goes on the Twitters. And then he it, has to get fueled up. It gets, uh, it gets quite interesting at that point. Hey, if any of you want to ever know what a, what a serious drunk text looks like, hit me up. <laughs> it's true. He's actually shared screenshots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of them are, are pretty horrible. <laughs> I, I never know what kind of gold I'm going to have on my phone when I wake isn't, up in the morning. Isn't that the best? Go to bed and you're <laughs> like, just, tomorrow morning there could be something fantastic showing up here. There's, I just know Glenn's going to send me something wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and by wonderful, he means literally the worst. <laughs> well, there are all sorts of definitions of wonderful, but yep. I haven't blocked you yet. <laughs> Keyword was yet. yet. <laughs> and with that, you can find me on Twitter at Ian Fuchs. And uh, we will catch you all uh, next week, two weeks, whenever we record again. Yeah, could be now, could be next week, could be next year. Exactly. We're rebels without a clue. Bye, everybody. Type in a time code and just say, at this point, Chris said the f word again. You should just do C-H-F-U-C-K as a code or something. I, I could make it a text expander shortcut and just be like, semicolon F and it's like Chris swore again. <laughs> God damn it Chris swore again. Shit. Shut up Chris.